0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: Okay, Natasha, let's dig in. This is the juice, the tea that I've been wanting to share with everybody because I have normally been a probiotic hater, like, that severe of a word because they have actually made some of my clients' issues worse, or they experience a lot of different symptoms that heighten when they go on different probiotics on the market. And I was really not trusting many products until I was introduced to you through Michael revelio and finally felt like I found a product that actually cared and brought the real type of live culture probiotic to the market. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Your gut healing journey begins here. Hello, and welcome back to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee. Very excited to have you here today because we are going to be talking all things probiotics with the president and founder of Nature and Inc. and the chairwoman of Global Institute of Probiotics, Natasha Trinev. Thank you so much for being here, Natasha. I appreciate it.
2: Jacqueline, it's my pleasure. I've been teaching about probiotics and the effects on human health for 54 years now. Mm. And my work is not yet done.
1: Yes, of course. I mean, we are just, I feel like coming to a tipping point with the gut microbiome and gut health, and it really feels like we've hit some sort of global increase or like a crisis with gut health in the last few years. Have you been feeling that too in your business?
2: Absolutely, well, I've actually seen in the last 25 years the emergence of colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, different cancers which we never used to see before are popping up and I see more young women especially in their mid 20s to early 30s, with severe digestive issues that they've never had before.
1: I've seen an increase just in my business this year with the amount of people reaching out um, and saying, you know, I have been diagnosed with IBS. I have SIBO. I can't get rid of it. um, I have anxiety. I think it's caused by my gut issues. What would you attribute most of this like global increase to?
2: I think it's the level of stress that young people are engaged in, the lack of community feeling or uh, connectedness with other people. And most of all, the change, profound change in dietary habits and what we consume on a daily basis, even though we think we're eating healthy, we are still consuming processed foods. And there's a lot of gurus out there pitching everything under the sun. And I think it's because we haven't seen that type of education in cultures that were healthy before, we're seeing this change, and of course, the abuse of antibiotics from children that are newborn uh, to every age, Uh, this has caused a severe disturbance in the microbiota, and as you know, uh, each person on this planet has a unique composition of their microbiota like their fingerprint. So you have to have a very special way to refurbish that ecosystem, which is not that easy. It's not like just throwing a pill in a tank and you think you're going to fix that 27 feet of digestive tract that is really the outside world coming into your body to nourish you and your immune system and the beneficial bacteria protect you from what else comes in with that food so that you don't get sick. It's Mm -hmm. as easy as that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Easy and hard for sure. <laughs> I usually refer to your probiotics in the gut as your first line of defense. Like if you, if your body's at war or we're at war with our environment, that your probiotics are like your first line of defense. So that sounds like what you're saying is like, we need to really get back to honing in on that and building that up to protect you, to protect your immune system, right? right?
2: Yeah, I'm going to keep this simple, but I think everyone needs to know, this is so important, is that 80% of your immune cells line up right there on the intestinal wall with about 100 trillion microbes, which includes uh, beneficial bacteria, chameleon bacteria, bad bacteria, yeast viruses. You have about 400 trillion viruses lining the 27 feet, and all of that community has to be kept in what I call positive equilibrium uh, so you stay healthy. So every time you eat, every time you get stressed out, uh, your body may produce chemicals that are detrimental not only to your immune system, but also to the function of the beneficial bacteria. And I think what's happened in our society, it's that tipping scale. We've done too much of everything and now the scale has tipped and we're seeing the results of that scale where people uh, cannot tolerate even food and are allergic almost to everything. And that's very disturbing because we need to be able to uh, process food, absorb nutrients through our intestinal wall to keep us healthy because we shed 10 million cells every minute, the 50 trillion cells that we have. So if you're producing cheap proteins because you have a dysfunction in your GI tract or you're stressed out, you're going to be producing these cheap proteins. And what happens with these cheap proteins? They lead to disease.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And,
1: you know, I want to back up for a second where you said, like, we're doing too much. Are you saying we're doing too much in general as a person? Or do you think more doing too much is trying to fix things? Like, I really want to clarify that so that people understand what they're yeah, doing. We're
2: doing too much, much. much with advice. It's too much conflicting advice. Mm-hmm. We're doing too much as individuals. Uh, we are stressed because we've become uh, attached to our uh, phone, to our, what I call, communication channels. We're too stimulated all day long. We don't have time to take walks in nature. We don't have times to reflect. I tell everybody, listen, you need to... All of that has an impact on the microbiota. And I always tell people, unfortunately, I don't make the rules. I just follow to see what pe- what's happening with the people. And what we've seen now for the last couple of decades is that even the mothers who are healthy and giving vaginal birth are not passing on the right bacteria to their infants. So the problem starts there. Mm -hmm. And we're we're doing nothing to address this. We're all looking for a quick fix or give me this pill or I'm going to see this beautiful person telling me how wonderful it is to do X, Y, Z. But how many years has that person really enjoyed good health for themselves and how have they impressed it upon other people that they're trying to influence?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I do think there's oversaturation in the market. Unfortunately, you know, everybody has a fix. And the conflicting information has people very overwhelmed. Uh, Often when I meet like a woman, and we're talking about if I'm going to help her if she's going to join a program, the first word I hear is that she's overwhelmed. Should I be Mm -hmm. vegan? Should I do low carb? Should I do this probiotic? Should I do that? And it's gotten so overwhelming that they don't do anything. They just don't start because there's, there's, there's too much. We're in information overload.
2: Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's who you trust. And as I said, I'm in this business because my passion has always been to help people. And as the founder of the whole uh, category of probiotics, I didn't invent the word, but I brought it into the dietary supplement industry in the late 1970s, early 1980s. Believe me, it took me 20 years before people even understood what I was talking about. Now it's become like a prolific uh, explosion of of so-called probiotic products hitting the market. And it's like everybody telling me that they know how to make the space shuttle. Well, you can't really see it because it's microscopic, but you have to understand that these bacteria are smart. They're probably smarter than we are. So you can't meet marketing demands or pretty packaging or pretty bottles or tell people what they want to hear in order for the products to work. No, you have to meet the criteria for these bacteria to want to expand their energy level to live in your GI tract. It's as simple as that. And that's why we are not having success. And you're right. Uh, The thing that I have taught for 20 years, and I have that on my site and I'm sure you have your own. I have just a basic, very simple, low carbohydrate uh, uh, diet that's free to anybody that comes to our site and they're welcome to use it. They're welcome to use your dietary advice because I think probably the people who come to you need specific help. But the point is that I have found in the last 30 or 40 years from teaching people that unfortunately, because of the processing of the food and the disruption in our gut, We sort of have to stay away from carbs uh, that are not healthy for us Mm -hmm. and uh, get our system to tolerate the foods that we are eating in order for us to feel better and become a good environment for the friendly bacteria to want to stay. Mm -hmm. The next question I have is that I've developed a layering system where there's specific bacteria grown specifically that can be taken in measured amounts to create a specific environment that's suited for each individual to modify or improve their health. Mm-hmm. That's where we need to get to. This is not something you just dump into your system and you think the bacteria are going to behave because somebody told you something nice in the bottle. Right. Uh, and, and, and the results are, we know that more people are getting ill than healthy. So we're something is not right here.
1: 100%. We're going to dig into that. Cause that's actually like, the theme of our podcast is like, are probiotics a scam? Are they BS? I definitely wanna go there. Um, but first I wanna go back to what you said about low carbohydrate diet and just really open that up for a second. When we talk about carbohydrates, we're actually talking about the evolution of grain, right? In, mm-hmm. in it's not necessarily like um, always when it comes to, you know, fruit or vegetables and stuff like that. But when we're dealing with grain, that's really like, I've learned so much going gluten-free and understanding how much grain has been processed in the States and how it has mm-hmm. changed. You know, so many people will say they go to Europe and they feel fine, or they go to the Mediterranean, they feel fine, but they're here in America and grain has been overprocessed, And a lot of that has become indigestible, undigestible for
2: our mm-hmm. systems, Right. Absolutely. Well, let let me just give you a historic explanation in a condensed version. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had the abuse of antibiotics for at least uh, 50 years that I know of. The progression of probiotic use in young children especially has increased exponentially. That creates an environment where you can have yeast overgrowth. So I think a lot of people do suffer from yeast overgrowth and they become very sensitive and intolerant to a lot of foods that they should be consuming. So the low-carb diet is made for, number one, not to stimulate yeast, yeast growth or to stimulate pathogens, which are also uh, a loving uh, the, the grains or the simple carbs that we do ingest. So that's one problem. The number, the other problem is you're right. First, the wheat was hybridized in the United States, and then they, it was made into a GMO. Now, the other thing that most people don't know, when the wheat was hybridized, it was susceptible to mold growth when they put them in those big silos. And so uh, they used to spray those silos with pesticides. And, that's, and and then even when they sprayed them with pesticides, there was mold or yeast growth. And that got transferred to the people consuming. And so what happens with your body, without going into a two-hour lecture, is that first your body becomes intolerant to the toxic substance of the food that you're ingesting. And then it becomes uh, intolerant of the food itself because it's bringing that toxic substance into the body. Mm -hmm. And that's a short explanation of evolution and what happened here with our inability to deal with grains or to digest grains because of these processes that have happened and the fact that we as children are giving too many rounds of antibiotics. So now we have a complete disruption of our normal microbiota, so we're weakened and the things that we're ingesting are completely different. And so when those two things meet, you're going to have a host of problems that Western society gives Disney's names to.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, it's also, it's breaking down the villi, it's breaking down the um, gut lining, and mm-hmm. it's causing all of these issues that are, like you said in the beginning, allowing toxic material to go into our body, uh, which is where a lot of inflammation and gut disease begins. And then they go to the doctor and they say, I have gut issues. And they say, oh, well, we should kill that bacteria with an antibiotic. And now you have become further and further away from actually building the right bacteria.
2: That's right. Now, I want everybody to understand because people get simplistic ideas. I think antibiotics are necessary to save your life or when you have a severe infection. The problem is we use them for everything. And that's why you've developed this uh, instability. And remember that each day that you process your food and eliminate waste, 40% of your dry rate fecal matter is bacteria. So if your intestinal wall doesn't become a great place for the friendly bacteria or the probiotic bacteria to hang out, they're not going to stay there. They're not going to stay there to impress you. They're going to leave because this is not an ideal environment for them to multiply. That's their one objective. So you have to become a great environment for these probiotic bacteria to want to stay. And also what some people have now resorted to, they sell organisms that can become dangerous under certain conditions because they're trying to clear the playing field once they get attached themselves to the intestinal wall. You wanna make sure that the bacteria that you're ingesting is made by somebody who knows what they're doing, number one. Number two, that the bacteria have been around with us as what I call core probiotic bacteria And can only benefit you and never under any circumstances turn against the body. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think our level of understanding of microbes and what their objectives in life are is very dangerous for the uneducated.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and that is like an amazing segue for us to start talking about like these products that come onto the market that, you know, I, like I had said before. Um, the probiotic industry, well, in itself, the supplement industry was is um, over, I believe, 151 billion dollars in 2022 mm-hmm. or 2021, and then 57 billion of that was to probiotic sales. And you know, we know that so much of that is actually really terrible product. Like a lot of it isn't really live cultures. So much of it is just like very poor, poor quality and not actually resolving the issue and could actually make the issue worse. I do want to dig into this, but first we're going to take a short break and we will talk all about it when we're back.
0: Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy With Sound,
1: Okay, Natasha, let's dig in. This is the juice, the tea that I've been wanting to share with everybody because I have normally been a probiotic hater, like that severe of a word, because they have actually made some of my clients' issues worse or they experience a lot of different symptoms that heighten when they go on different probiotics on the market. And I was really not trusting many products until I was introduced to you through Michael Micorevelio and finally felt like I found a product that actually cared and brought the real type of live culture probiotic to the market. So I'm excited for you to tell tell us the difference and give us like the tea on why your product is, is a different source yeah. than some of these market products. Okay,
2: well, I'm actually the only person in this field that researches, formulates, manufactures, and ships their own probiotics from their state-of-the-art pharmaceutical grade facility. Mm. That's number one. Uh, As I said before, uh, making probiotic bacteria is rocket science. And what people have done in order to compete, they're what we call the bulk manufacturers. And all they do is they take these bacteria, they grow them, and to large concentrations, they throw out everything that they fermented for themselves to keep them healthy and safe. And they just take this naked bacteria in a cell concentrate mass and then put it on the side. So you customer A calls up and they'll say, oh, let me make you a mix that looks specific on your label. And people are gonna think you have a unique mix. And some of these strains have been studied. Nobody knows if they're really in the product because nobody's checking and they have a great marketing scheme. And usually when I've checked those probiotic products, I find only one or two strains that are there in larger quantities. Some of the other strains are not even in there. Uh, And the ones that are in there that are listed, the other ones are in small quantities, so they can't do you much good. So that we understand what these bacteria are. The state of bacteria is mutual antagonism. So when you take these naked bacteria and you pump them together and naked, touching each other in a capsule, of course they're going to compete because now you're intruding on their uh, number one prime objective in life, and that is to multiply so then they start knocking out each other, or they'll start dying off or becoming inactive because this is a terrible environment for them to reproduce. So once you ingest that product, you have no idea what you've got in there, what's living, what's not, or if it's just the one, what I call plowhorse bacteria that's in there in great numbers, which really is not incentivized to produce substances that help itself and help your body defend itself against unwanted bacteria and yeast. and and be able to deal with the immune system. In other words, you have to train these bacteria to want to perform once they get inside your intestinal tract. That's number one. Number two, you have to make sure that they're alive, unstressed and undamaged when they reach your insides. If they're stressed and damaged, they're not going to want to perform. So what we do by, you know, exposing them on the shelf and saying they're shelf stable or Putting a bunch of uh, microbes on the label and telling everybody how exclusive your formulation is, is the furthest thing from the truth. So what I have done is I have chosen only four probiotic bacteria because I've been in this field 54 years and I have a massive library, research library. And I know which bacteria have been around with human beings forever since we existed. The ones who have always shown to be friendly to us and help us. Whether immune function, our digestion, our elimination, everything that makes our body healthy. And I've grown them in a way that they want to be grown and I've stabilized them so that they want to be stable and they want to live in this uh, form until they reach their, their gastrointestinal tract. 90% of the bacteria that are not handled correctly. And there's called so-called probiotics by the time they reach your gut, They're in such poor shape because now they've been stressed out by manufacturing, packaging, handling, shipping, and then trying to reach, uh, go through your stomach acid is another murderous attempt. So by the time they reach their small intestine, they don't have a lot of energy or a lot of incentive to do good for you, the body. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? Yeah, Yeah, this is the thing I've heard thousands of times. How come, you know, I've taken products XYZ that call themselves probiotics, but I've never gotten the effect since I took yours. And that's why at 74, I'm still working because I feel as the person who introduced this whole category, I have a fiduciary obligation to make people understand what they need to look for in order for this wonderful concept of probiotics to deliver products that work each and every time that people take them.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because people always think more is better. But it sounds like what you're saying is less is more like typically people would go to the store or like go see somebody and they would be like, oh, I have 50 billion spores or whatever probiotic, like 50 million probiotic or 40 million probiotic. And it sounds like that is actually hurting them because there's too many for the body to assimilate to.
2: Well, it's not just too many. It's how many healthy ones do you have? Mm -hmm. that's it and then what what some of these people who are marketers they're not really manufacturers what they've done is they've now gone to soil organisms and I told them I said look soil organisms are in the soil and they can shift shapes this is the best science fiction you're going to hear today they can actually change their form three different ways Mm -hmm. and when they're in the spore." they means that they're protecting them from the outside environment so they can go through your body and nothing will happen because they don't feel like changing into their regular cell form so that they can operate there. That's number one. Number two, if they do decide to open and get rid of the, the shell covering that's, uh, that's making them a spore, uh, they can produce substances to eliminate competition, but that substance can be toxic to you. Mm-hmm. And this is what my biggest concern is, because none of these people can tell you what happens to that microorganism that's capable of producing those toxic, toxic substances to eliminate competition once it gets inside of your GI tract. And then why should you care? Because remember this very important concepts, I'm going to tell you, there's only three things that can turn on and off your genes, not the genes turning on themselves. Your perception of reality, the microbes in your gut can turn on and off your genes and the toxic substances either we ingest or they're they're made by the bacteria in our gut can turn on and off our genes. So it's like playing with nitroglycerin. You don't want to be fooling around with a smart entity that you're ingesting in your body and then think that nothing will go wrong if nothing is wrong now. Maybe in two or three years, something could go wrong. And I assure you, no medical doctor in Western medicine can ever diagnose where that problem came from. Was it from some bacteria you consumed that you shouldn't have been consuming back ago because somebody sold you a bill of goods? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the most important thing for anyone is to really understand the difference between what a shelf stable, like, so shelf stable probiotics, you're saying most of them, or if not all of them are probably not live cultures or containing the right amount of probiotic to populate the gut. Yeah. Well,
2: what, okay. First of all, let's look at the term shelf stable. The term shelf stable came from uh, laboratory temperatures, which are usually around 72 degrees Fahrenheit. And yes, under those wonderful conditions, most bacteria are stable. And when there's a heat exchange, more moisture will form and the smallest amount of moisture will wake up those bacteria and they'll start growing inside that capsule, which is a closed-ended system, meaning nothing of food is coming in And no waste is going out. So what you're doing, you've woken up these bacteria in the capsule. How are they going to do any good to you if they're damaged by the time you reach your intestinal tract? But the reason this shelf-stable concept came out is because they want to appeal to the consumer's ignorance and give them something that they should not be getting, but they want to make a sale. So they're giving them what they want because now we don't have to take care of it. And since I have been involved in the health food industry, like I said, for 54 years, I can tell you I sat on standards committees for 10 years in various health food organizations. And we have tested dietary supplements across the board. And we were all shocked to find out that about 80% of them didn't have in the bottle what they claimed on the label. Mm -hmm. And there's really nobody checking. As long as nobody's dying, nobody's checking. Right. So it it's really becomes a method of who do you trust, who's been in this industry. I don't have 200 cues because making microbiological product, product is rocket science and it requires complete dedication, complete focus on what you're doing to make sure that each and every bottle has, number one, safe, the same bacteria you've been producing all along, and that it has the right environment to uh help itself, to survive stomach acid, get into your intestinal tract, want to attach to your intestinal wall and actually help you uh, make yourself healthy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: What are the let's break this down for a second because you said there's four specific bacterias that you formulate. Can you break mm-hmm. them down for us so we understand?
2: Sure. Uh, one is very famous and well known in the health food industry. It's called lactobacillus acidophilus. And you don't have to remember this. And it's really simple because lactobacillus means milk bacteria. And acidophilus means it produces a friendly acid. Isn't that brilliant?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
2: what this friendly acid is, is lactic acid. And the lactic acid is produced as a form of eliminating competition. But luckily for us, the lactic acid is also healing for our intestinal wall. So whatever this bacteria produces, it's been in the literature for well over a hundred years. Is not only complementary to itself, but it's also complementary to the host. And this bacteria wants to live in your small intestine, which is very important because in the small intestine you complete the digestive process, and then you allow a nourishment to pass the intestinal wall without this creating a disturbance. Mm-hmm. This is so important because. The immune cells have to tolerate that nourishment that's coming through that intestinal wall. If they can't tolerate, then it has food uh, intolerance, food sensitivity, uh, allergies. And this is the cause because the right size, molecular size of food product needs to pass that intestinal wall. And you have to have the right friendly bacteria on that wall that works with the immune cells and tell us, hey, it's okay is just food coming across the intestinal wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, isn't that brilliant?
1: Yeah, no, it's like, it's actually like it has a mind of its own, right?
2: Absolutely, they're very intelligent, they're not stupid, and they don't like to be mistreated. Right, <laughs> sounds like me. Right. No. <laughs> and so um, the second bacteria I chose, I was the first one to introduce a bifidobacteria yeah. to the United States. One is more specific. What All of them are specific to the large intestine. And what happens to the large intestine? It's the completion of digestion and the final absorption of nutrients and the elimination of toxins so that your, your liver is not burdened processing those toxins. Mm-hmm. So that's so important to have that bacteria in there because each process in that intestinal tract is very important to your health. Mm-hmm. And I also introduced two forms of this bifidobacteria, or I should say two different species. Mm -hmm. One bifidobacteria is for all ages, but one is specific for newborn infants, pregnant mothers, or anybody of any age that's sensitive. And that's called bifidobacteria infantis, coming from the word infant. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in Western cultures, it started disappearing in the 1970s. Nobody caused an alarm. I saw it because I was working with a very prominent European researchers, and they were telling me, hey, this is not good, because that bacteria is the only one in the probiotic category that is actually stimulated by the components found in breast milk. So you think somebody had an idea here that, yeah, we want to stimulate this bacteria because it teaches the most important thing, the immune system to be tolerant when nourishment passes the intestinal wall. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have children that have all kinds of intolerances because that specific bacteria and that nurturing that goes along with breastfeeding is not present. And that's why we're seeing an explosion of all kinds of problems with young people because that tolerance was not set up in the beginning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and preparing for pregnancy and yeah, you know, for, 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 you know, when the child is in utero, And when the child is born, when the child is breastfed, all of it has its own specific function to create a healthy infant without disease.
1: Mm -hmm. How how does the bifida compare to, like, you know, I've heard the term human milk, oligosaccharides or HMOs are like a probiotic from uh, breast milk. Is that very
2: similar? No, but the HMO is a specific food found in breast milk Mm -hmm. that is specific for this bifidobacteria infantis. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, and that's this is uh, again a marketing tool. They call them HMOs, but they don't exactly explain to you that these human uh, milk oligosaccharides are specifically designed to feed mm-hmm. that bacteria while the mother is breastfeeding, and hopefully she was healthy enough to pass this bacteria onto her infant in the first place. But I can tell you, and this is information that it's least uh, outdated by ten years, that a less than 7% of mothers in the North American continent are able to pass on this very important bacteria to their infants, even if they're vaginally delivered and breastfed. Mm -hmm. So something we've done in our environment has made this upside down.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now what you have with your, you know, I love how you set it up because you've set it up as these are pharmaceutical grade, like high level probiotics, and Mm -hmm. usually come from a practitioner, which means you're not just walking in a store and getting them off the shelf. They are perfectly curated and they come with your specific recommendations for different types of symptoms. So Mm -hmm. someone who has constipation isn't going to be on the same specific recommendation for maybe someone who has been down the road diagnosed with Crohn's or mm-hmm. vice versa, you know, colitis, different things, which I love because you can't really hit every person when you just buy one bottle of one probiotic, you really need no. to formulate. And I love that you guys really work on formulating for different symptoms.
2: Yeah, no, not only that, we have specific products that are single cell strains. And then one, what I call super product that we put in an oil matrix that can survive stomach acid for well over an hour. No Mm -hmm. one has that technology. But the fourth bacteria I was going to tell you about, I called the longevity bacteria. Mm -hmm. It was originally from Bulgarian yogurt and studied at the turn of the 20th century by a famous Russian scientist, uh, where he found that the people in Bulgaria were long lived because they consumed this yogurt every day in their diet. Why? Mm -hmm. Because this bacteria is one of the very few that it can actually predigest the food for you and has a unique communication with the immune cells in your body. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've included it. It's an incredible bacteria and the beauty of the system and why I still keep it. And everybody says, oh, your system, why don't you just give people a pill and they'll get better and they'd over. And I said, no, because you are trying to change a very complex ecosystem. So each person needs to have a possible adjustment in what they're taking and how much they're taking because their unique ecosystem now needs specific help. For instance, if you have Crohn's and colitis, that means that your immune system is attacking everything on your intestinal wall. That's why you have so much pain and you can't tolerate food. So unless you start changing that ecosystem, no way can you allow the body to heal itself because now the body's on alarm all the time because everything that you ingest is, uh, is annoying the immune system And it's actually destroying the cellular structure along your intestinal wall, which which is what's causing the pain and ulceration.
1: Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. I love this. And I'm so excited to be able to partner with you and bring your products into my practice too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I... I have since been longing for a really good company that I could back and understand and know you are by far one of the most educated persons I've ever met when it comes to gut microbiome and probiotics. And I'm so grateful that we were introduced to each other and that you've been able to come on here and share your wisdom with us. I know there's so many women that are hurting, um, or and men too, it just happens that I have more of a women following, but I know there's so many people in general that are struggling, you know, whether it's that the stress brought them to major gut issues, their diet, COVID, I know post COVID has a lot of gut mm-hmm. issues. And so I really feel like, um, this is going to help them get answers. It's going to help them be able to manipulate and work to get their gut microbiome back on track. So I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for this. I'm,
2: I'm great, very grateful for you because I say, that's why I'm still working. I'm horrified. Uh, When I see so many young, beautiful women that can't eat, can't have a normal life, uh, uh, cannot expect to be a mother because their whole inside is a mess. And we need to fix that. We need to love each other. We need to love the products and know what we're selling to people. Be committed to selling the right things because, uh, you know, we are a hybrid of human cells and microbial cells. Mm -hmm. And. The reason we are hybrid, we have to make sure that these things work in harmony, that they're not working against each other, where the immune system is constantly on alarm. And by the way, when the immune system is constantly on alarm, you're going to feel tired because the immune system will use up your energy to defend you. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling constantly tired, not able to think straight, because guess what? The second brain is also in your gut. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, If you're producing the wrong chemical and killing the bacteria that can help you, you're not getting the right neurotransmitters up to your first brain so that you can feel happy, that you don't feel depressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of it is so interconnected. It is not a simple thing. And the minute you try to oversimplify it is when it becomes dangerous and you become frustrated because, unfortunately, those of us in American society are used to the magic pill. Mm -hmm. And just think of loving your internal ecosystem and knowing that if you fix that, everything in your life will start working better because you feel better, you'll have a better mood, you'll be eliminating your toxins, you'll have a lot more energy. And believe me, there's nothing in this world like feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. It's priceless, really, if you if you think about it.
1: It sounds like it's kind of like a house, right? Like if you own a house and like your roof starts leaking, oh, you can You And someone might like just patch it up and then, oh, the the bathtub is leaking. Oh, we just Mm patch it up. And then, oh, there's some mold in the wall. We just patch it up. And eventually that house is just going to implode. And little by little, you have to look at what's inside stress, diet, and then the right supplementation to be able to rebuild that house the right way. So it's sustainable and prevents disease and keeps you feeling good for a really long time.
2: Precisely, you know, you want to be healthy for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've studied many healthy cultures around the world. And believe me, none of them do what we do here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So we have to shift the paradigm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, You know, we have to make sure that we're eating what we can do to make our body healthy. And genes do not predispose you to disease. It's your thought process and what you ingest that predisposes you to disease.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Natasha, I feel like we could talk all day. I'm definitely going to have you back on the podcast. If you would be so gracious of your time, we would appreciate it. And I look forward to more information and uh, development as it goes. Now, if you're listening and you're like, okay, I need to get my hands on those probiotics. Obviously, you can go right over to protrend.com. If you're interested in getting more guidance when it comes to working with this product and healing your gut, because we know that it doesn't happen overnight, then you can head to jacquelinereneewellness.com and inquire about services. And I use Protrend now for all of my clients. I'm bringing it in as a case study and we're working through. My clients, even within weeks of using the products, are already, having so much difference in their gut and feeling better. These are clients that have been previously diagnosed with UC, Crohn's, IBS, all sorts of stuff, finally going to the bathroom, not having bloat, having energy. So I can't wait to continue to bring this to the market and, and bring it into my clientele.
2: Um, I'm, I'm pleased to work with young people like you. It makes fills my heart because it's so important for the young people to help each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I appraise you for dedicating your life to helping others because I know they need the help and they need the sincerity and the love and support that you're providing. So kudos to you.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. And again, thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your busy schedule. We appreciate it so much and we look forward to more information.
2: Absolutely. It's my pleasure and I love teaching and I love hearing back from all the young women. That's what makes me get up in the morning.
1: awesome thank you so much we'll talk to you soon thank you thanks guys don't forget to tune in to the next episode we can't wait to bring you more information happy healing